welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast, a deep dive podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay. With me this week, we have Johnny Riot. Hey, hey. And Major himself, Brian. Yo. Hey. Uh, this week, uh, we are diving into trophies and achievements. Um, uh, the question was, uh, and the title was, Achievement Still Locked. Uh, the inclusion of in-game achievements, trophies, um, and we'll dive into, uh, you know, just being tracked, notorious ones, proud moments, unproud moments, um, the first trophy and achievements, hardest fought, you know, things like that. Um, so, why don't we start just talking about trophies and achievements, um, just getting some opinions. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, are, are you all for trophies and achievements? Or are you a little more like, mm, it's there, I like it, or nope, I don't like it at all? It's a very, very mixed bag for me. Uh, I think I've made it known on some episodes before. The OCD in me makes me really want to complete everything when I do something. So seeing these trophies and things in front of me really deters me. Sure. But I also like that sense of accomplishment once in a while by saying, oh, hell yeah, I did that thing. Okay, okay. Brian? Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's just kind of like I see it as like I can't help but not want to try to 100% achievements and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I will definitely dedicate quite a bit of time and sometimes I'll just like look at the game is like do i want to play this for the achievements and kind of deal uh and i'll even go on the record and say that like i'll jokingly want that on my tombstone whatever my final xbox achievement score is put it slap that thing on that stone <laughs> i me personally um sometimes i so i usually don't check out trophies and achievements when i'm playing the game originally <clears throat> Um, I, I usually ignore it until I'm done. And then I kind of base what I do next off of that. Um, if I go in and there's a ton of multiplayer stuff or, um, you know, some games do this, like Resident Evil, um, Assassin's Creed was notorious for it back in the day, uh, creating these uh, multiplayer... They force you to go play these multiplayer things to get that that'll immediately just turn me off on um you know on being able to uh go for that platinum and usually i do go for the platinum um because i i kind of feel like if i'm putting time into the game i should want to complete all the aspects of the game i don't know if you guys get that same I mean, it, it might just be like a, a tradition, like a uh, like like a knee jerk reaction. Like for me, like I said, it's after I complete the game the first time. Well, I've come this far. You know, I might as well complete the rest of it. I don't know if you guys get that at all. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes I'm kind of like that, and sometimes I kind of like want to hundred percent through on like the first playthrough, and then knowing that it's a game that I will want to subsequently like go through again. And then, like, not feel like I have to be pressured to do this or that and stuff. So, it's, so it, it kind of depends on, like, how I'm feeling with the games. Like, do I want to get this stuff out of the way now? Or am I good just holding this off and getting on another playthrough? 
especially like if it's a game where you have to do like another playthrough anyways because a uh, certain build requirement for a character or something like that for sure what's your playthrough limit do you have like a limit of <clears throat> if a game requires you and you're noticing okay i'm on my second playthrough and sure i'm playing on the easiest mode now or whatever uh but i'm noticing that i'm gonna have to play this two or three more times do you have like a cutoff limit there uh two for me i think two's like more like unless it like unless it's something like i can understandly get like going back to like class builds or something like that say like uh, mass effect had some uh, ones that were tied to specific classes and the abilities and stuff or borderlands were tied to specific characters and their actions so <clears throat> other than that like my thing is like if it can't be done in the first two playthroughs then i'm not going to worry about the achievements for it hmm. interesting interesting and johnny you said kind of a mixed bag just... Yeah, I'm. I've never been one that's super into, like, super into achievements and trophies and stuff. And I think one of the biggest reasons is when I first got my 360, I was I was having a lot of fun. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Achievements just were a thing, and I had never experienced that before. Um, but I started playing Final Fantasy XI at one point, and I started getting achievements in that, and that really ticked my like, I want to get all of these. And then I looked at what that entailed and said, yeah, that's that's <laughs> never happening. Yeah, never um, mind. <laughs> like, Final Fantasy XI on 360 had, like, it would have taken over a thousand hours for me to make it happen because I would have had to max level every class, meaning I would have had to, like, play through everything so many times to keep switching my job over again and again and again and max level was 75 at the time and like to get all those achievements I would have had to do all kinds of synthesis stuff I would have had to like do all the crafting I would have had to complete all the actual regions full things bro I don't have time for an MMO normally there's no way I'd be able to get every achievement in an MMO oh yeah yeah no an MMO would be really hard <clears throat> um I was asking I know more recent um I was I was playing Resident Evil Village, and it has like a lot of playthroughs. I played it a lot. I think I probably played that game like eight times. I played through the story like eight times. Just I, I kept noticing that I would miss. You know, of course they have like finished the the game on you know like casual standard hard um village of shadows um but to unlock the next one you have to complete the last one so it's not like you when you complete it once you unlock all the difficulty modes mm -hmm. no you had to like i had to be standard to unlock hardcore played hardcore and now that unlocked village of shadows and then it was you know kind of about going through um and just collecting all these other small pieces. Like, little... Some of the things were pretty simple, but some of the other things were just, like... It's annoying to, you know, kind of get in... Kind of get in there and complete all the... Um, all the all the things. It, like, eh, you know? The last bit is where it got me. 
um, and I think it's the last trophy. Um, the uh, mercenary stuff. There's two, I think, two trophies tied to mercenary. It's probably achieving the S rank on all the mercenary stages. One trophy away. Probably I'll never do it. <laughs> um, and I even went through and completed the entire game um, with a knife. <laughs> Just a knife. Just shanking wherever you could. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, pretty brutal. But that's the kind of thing I feel like we're talking about today. I'm, I'm visualizing um, the robot from Futurama that just stabs people. Yeah. Ha! Ha! Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. But Johnny, this was yours. Where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with uh, uh, just achievements in video games in general? Kind of talking about the history. Yeah, like... It's crazy because like we're so just used to it now. Like everyone is just used to playing a game and there's all kinds of different achievements that are there, be it like in-game achievements, you've got of course your trophies, your gamer score, um your Steam achievements now. Um like Nintendo Nintendo's like the only platform that doesn't have its own achievement system and I think for years I've said I kind of appreciate that. They just let the games do them do it themselves if they want to. Mm-hmm. But but going all the way back to like just the origin of achievements, like when video gaming started, it was cool. You could get a high score, you beat the game. That was it. Like, well, I I actually um, I was looking I was looking into it. Of course, I, I can you know find um, you can find a lot of information about video games and um, tracking achievements. Uh, and after seeing it. I remember hearing my dad talk about it, um, getting, you know, some sort of accomplishment for the video games he played back in the early yeah. 80s. And yeah, I called him last night and I was like, what was that process like? Um, he's like, yeah, I remember we had, um, we had the Atari 2600 and there were some games that we would play for days. Like, and it had to be trusted people. So people that would come over and that you knew wouldn't screw you over and ruin your high score, we would kind of, like, trade off. And then once we got to a specific score, we would take a Polaroid of the screen, we would send it into Activision, and Activision would send us back a patch. Um, And he's like, he he said he had some around there somewhere. Um, He didn't really say what games they were for. But he's like, yeah, uh, we had like a lot, a lot of patches. Like um, I know, I've I, I know I've cool. seen those. I've seen those in at least one, one or two like retro gaming stores I've been to before, and I was always like, I was kind of wild, but I never thought much about them. Like I saw them, I was like, oh, those are neat. Those those must have been really cool promotional things, and I just never really thought twice. Um, but then when I read into it and, and learned about what you're talking about, I was like, oh, oh, that's that's kind of dope like that's that was really neat and for it to be such a niche thing back then i get why it was like that could never happen now (laughs) yeah yeah it 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 would just be it would be modified i wish they could find a way though um i i I think 
I think Sony does something that's kind of cool where they send you promotional um, their marketing team sends you emails based upon certain things you may have achieved um, I know when Far Cry 6 was uh, um, coming out you would get letters from the um, like the tyrannical ruler of the region that you were in and he'd just be like <laughs> talking shit um, or you know, if you if you beat him, it would be like you know, congratulations. And they do it with some like first uh, first party Sony titles as well. Like you completed God of War, congratulations. You know, here's a special um, like PlayStation uh, avatar icon for getting right. the platinum on it. Um, but like going going back to the start though like you said when it came to um like the atari stuff and and those games getting like those cool patches and stuff in the mail um that was neat because it was those it was those single game achievements where there really wasn't a lot going on for them and that was like the a real like outside the box how do we keep people engaged in these games once they're out because you know, you go to the arcade, you get your high score on there, and that's your your engagement as you go back next weekend to make sure your your initials are still on the high score screen, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. but that was a big difference when it came to like people doing the same thing at home. Like, there is no draw there. Like, cool, you're just playing it. You're always going to be your own high score. Like, you you have the game at home now. So that was a really neat idea to be able to get people engaged, but it also still took a lot of work. Um, Going all the way back to the game like Emotion for the Amiga on in like 1990, um, that was one of the earliest games to actually have achievements programmed into it. Um, they weren't really called that back then, but it had some little like bonuses that you could uncover for doing cert- doing specific things, and those specific things were really weird like complete a level without rotating to the right and it's just really dumb things that you wouldn't just stumble across in a normal playthrough so that was like that was a really neat approach and i guess it just kind of took off from there which is awesome i mean look at where we are now with the most ridiculous things as you were just talking about with resident evil and how insane some of these things can get but we also still have things that are that dumb and gimmicky that are happening in games. Um, well, I would even go as far as say, like, there are some things that um, we even got, like, physical rewards for, for accomplishments in games. And when you were talking about, or when we started talking about this, I just kind of remembered uh, Bungie does, like, their rewards with uh, in-game Destiny achievements, like the Destiny Raid Jacket and like triumph pins and stuff like that that are only like available to you if you actually accomplish the thing in the game and stuff like that that you can then have the ability to purchase on their store and stuff like that yeah um i know that there was a uh there was uh, like a weapon like more recently um for elden ring they gave that you know, when when the game came out originally promotionally, they gave out a bunch of swords, um, but they gave out like one extra. Um, I can't remember the uh, um, can't remember the guy who ended up getting it, uh, but he he did some he completed some crazy milestone. 
Um, and of course, the character was completely naked with a pot on his head. Oh, it was the um, it was the let me solo her guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like that that's that's a thing. Like if if we take a step back, that's it, it basically someone that took the stress level of achievements and trophies to the extreme and disregarded most of that just to say, you know what? This is my own thing. This is my way of the ninja. This is how I'm gonna do it. And dude just walks in with a jar on his head and Solo is one of the hardest bosses in the entire game and is so good at it. He specifically named his character Let Me Solo Her so that you summon him, you walk into the room with him, and he just wrecks the final boss of the game. Um, I think he hit, like... You're right, though. He hit some, like, super ridiculous milestone for it, and they recognized it and just sent him stuff. Um... Which is cool, and it, it's, it was awesome that it happened, but I feel like on the flip side of it, it was just a big, it, it's still in the end just a marketing thing, when that's not really what started all of it. It's kind of like it went full circle back the other way. It went from how do we get people to keep wanting to play our games, to spend more time on our games, now to... This guy spent a lot of time in our game and a lot of a lot of time and guy got a lot of hype for our game. We should reward him with something. Yeah, it was yeah. like t- turning the table. It was like flipping the tables. Like the player at this point was the one that was like, "Yeah, I'm just doing this super awesome stuff because I can," and people apparently think I'm awesome for it, so I'm gonna keep doing it. And it blew up because social media is just insane like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that's a big thing that. I think like really really pushes um, like achievements in, in the modern day is just how we interact on social media you know we can yeah, post like, these things it wasn't quite as easy like I said my dad was taking Polaroids and, yeah, and, like and that was, mailing it with a stamp to Activision dude there were old issues of Nintendo Power that were like that I had, old, I had an old issue of Nintendo Power that called for Final Fantasy 3 at the time for Super Nintendo which everyone knows is Final Fantasy 6 um, and it was, if you can beat the final boss with a party full of people suffering from the imp status, which completely nerfs everything you can do unless you have extremely specific gear on them, um, if you could take a snap of photo of the final boss finally dying with your characters being all imp status on the screen, then they would like send you something, like you would get something cool for it. And I remember like seeing that issue, and I was like, "This is crazy. There is no way I could do this. This is so crazy." Um, and it it's a we've come a long way with you having to be active and ready to track that thing happening in your games. To now, it just happens. Um, you know, in like for multi platforms, like you know, achievements, trophies, all that fun stuff. Um, gamer score is what started it all out, and that was like 2005. Yeah. Yeah, like 2005, Microsoft at E3 basically told us all about, you know, gamer score and what that was going to be like. And that worked out well enough that in 2007, Valve started doing it with Steam. Um, and then Sony didn't jump in until 2008 with trophies. So it was really cool watching that be a thing that caught on. And it, it really caught on because games became a more social thing, especially with online gaming. You know, I can log on and I can see your gamer score. I can see what achievements you've had trouble with. I can see 
what games you've played and judge you for only getting 10 gamer score on a game. That's fair. But why don't we talk about that a little bit? Um, looking Man. back. Gamer okay. score was so wild. Like, it was such a cool new thing that it made people just commit to it entirely. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. with the early games that adopted it, and like, just kind of how all over the place the achievements were for it. Like, there were some games that uh, it didn't matter if you finished the game, you could get your thousand gamer score points. So, like, people would purposely buy, like, specific ones. Uh, just to get that thousand gamer score, I think like King Kong and there was another one I can't think of that was that way. One of the most current ones where you can get like, or one of the most common ones now where you can still get like a thousand gamer score in less than fifteen minutes is mm -hmm. an Avatar game. That's it. That's the other one I was thinking. Yeah. And like then, like, the numbering was, like, all over the place, too. Dude, people will buy digital games now when they go on sale just for the easy gamer score, and it kills me. <laughs> because when I was just getting into, like, I hadn't had my 360 for long at the time, and I'm just getting into certain games, and I'm getting different, like, I never was focused on getting all the gamer score and stuff. And I worked with a dude at this warehouse job I had, who would always like he knew I played video games so he would ask me if I played random games but he would ask me the most ridiculous ones like one day he was like hey dude you ever play surfs up it's like the <laughs> the penguins game like, yeah man I just got it this weekend I'm uh, I'm getting all the achievements on it so I can send it back dude was game flying everything like literally every game that was possible through gamefly he was just getting to knock out his easy gamer score and send it back Damn. I respect that. <laughs> Surfs up is the most memorable thing. I will. I will never forget that that game exists because he did it for the easy thousand, and I was like, "You're insane." Yeah, that's a but mark of a dedicated man. Is well, what my that biggest, is. <laughs> my biggest complaint. I serious. There was seriously a game that that like. I accidentally, like, I didn't know it was in because my girlfriend at the time had been playing it on her profile, and I didn't know it was in the Xbox. And, like, as soon as I turned my, the Xbox on and, like, logged in, it booted that game, and it automatically, like, gave me an achievement for something, and I, I could never get rid of it. I, that was the worst, and I think that that was, like, what led me to, like, doing a clean slate, and when I got the Xbox One, to just start a new Xbox uh, profile just to start over because that happened to me several times. You were just with, sick of seeing the like I never played this game and it says I got it's just 10. like and I never will. Why is it here? <laughs> or I got six. You know, like some really like ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that kind of like leads into like the numbering system. That kind of like I that led me to do some work. I think what was it a year ago when you and I decided to give No Man's Sky a shot for a while and since it was on game pass and i didn't realize at the time that we had started playing up but soon after that they were still doing the offhand or um like the non multiple of five increments for their uh 
for their achievements. And like I realized what it was doing to my achievement score. I'm like, no, I can't do this. And for a while, I had to like grind in No Man's Sky for specific uh, achievements just to level it back out again. Jesus. Ugh. And I'm trying to look up so that way I can see that. You but know, also, I- it, it kind of also reminds me of another one that um, was... This one was pretty funny, and, like, they did it intentionally um, for it. But, uh, uh, what was it? The Insomniac Games, that, came, that was, like, a launch title. Um, Sunset, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, Sunset. Uh, one of the achievements for Sunset, oh, two achievements uh, for Sunset Overdrive was, like, uh, a prank achievement. Um, it was... Actually, a lot of these were great. Dude, Sunset Overdrive was just a fantastic game and deserves. Well, I mean, granted, Somniac's doing other stuff that's like better now, but man, it's, I loved Sunset Overdrive. Uh, there was one achievement called Worst Job in the Kingdom. It was to replay the floating garbage mission and complete it under par. It was worth one gamer score point. Eesh. And then to follow that up, there's one that says, Fizzy says April Fools. And I forget what you had to do for this, but it says, Haha, I can't believe you fell for that. And it's worth 199 gamer score points to level it back out. That's fun. That, that, that's good. That's creative. I, I do yeah. really appreciate that about it. I was going to say, like, <clears throat> I, I. You know, PlayStation's trophy system, I, I like because there isn't really that that discord i don't feel like oh i just achieved something oh shit it fucked everything up now yeah like i i I don't go back yeah to go back to that i just found no man's sky um it was like uh increments of like 16 so a lot of these were like worth 16 gamer score points then some were worth 32 and then 64 gamer score points and then like there was one that was worth 72 gamer score points it's like come on yeah how are you dude <laughs> like um mine was i was looking through my xbox stuff because i don't play enough xbox even though i have game pass and there's so much there um cyber shadow i love retro games i love nintendo style like side scrolling ninja gaiden-esque games and that's exactly what it was i ended up playing it enough to get one two three four five six achievements in it I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. seven achievements in it, I think. And, yeah, I got seven achievements in it. They're each... These ones were all worth 16. Dang. Garbage. There are other ones that are worth (laughs) 31. And then there's a couple that are worth 91. Why? So, it it is... It is dumb. Um, But... That's like that was when I started shying away from not not that specific, but like just achievements and booting up certain games and getting achievements for one or two things here and there, and then seeing that little bar start to fill made me just like realize I wasn't completing the game. I guess um, at least that's how it felt to me. Well, it changed your perspective on how you were playing the game. You were no longer playing it to play the game. You were playing it for a numerical score that was like attributed to your overall profile and so you were thinking about it in a different way than what you pr- 
probably would have under normal circumstances. Well, it's it's because I've always been a completionist, and yeah. as soon as that became a new layer to the game of having all of those achievements to unlock, that became a new part of my have to play it now. Um, mm -hmm. So I had to, and some games not only have their own internal tracking, but they also have the achievements or the, or the trophies and stuff. And they get, it, it's too much. It's like, oh, I got all the achievements in this game, but I don't have all the achievements for this game. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back through, and I, now I have to play Doom Eternal again. I still need to play it once. They, I, they, and they, I, they, I, I got, keep reminding myself on that one. I got a trophy that was 33. And I'm looking through and I see another one Wait, down what? here. Yep. There's a 33 gamer score trophy? Yep, for doing 33 of something. Like, I no. get the logic behind it, but I hate it. And then there's another one no. that's 67. So it's like you have to get those two. No. Together. It's terrible. It's a, and that's the kind of thing that just bothers me. I was looking at my gamer score. That's a score. recent game. Why? Why and, would you do that, Bethesda? Yeah, you know, again, I don't, I, I, I don't really focus on it. I don't play as much on Xbox as. Well, I, now, now I'm elsewhere. scared to play Doom Eternal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it leaves me with um, eleven thousand three hundred and eighty-three gamer score, and I'm just like, Oof, that looks ugly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, looking back, looking at, at some of those early, early games that you may have played, I know some of us did, uh, Brian, you said you, you did like a, like a clean slate on, was it the Xbox One? Yeah, when I got the Xbox One, uh, I decided, to, well, it was partially because I wanted to just kind of read that, but also I just figured it's like, all right, this is a good starting on point. I can just like kind of clean slate and then just start from here. So my current and probably forever Xbox profile uh, will say that like it was started I think in 2014, 2015, no 2015 because uh, that's when I got an Xbox One. I'm just looking back at like my first game that I ever got achievements in. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a kingdom for Keflings. Oh my god, that game was amazing. That I game was so that. good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it, dumb, but I loved it. Yeah, no, it was a city building game uh, where the you know the, the point is to um, complete a castle, therefore producing a king or queen. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like a never-ending game, though. That was like, the first game where you got to use your avatar as a playable character. Is it? That's yeah. awesome. That's why that game was made because Xbox 360, you were. They had just introduced like creating your own avatar versus your standard like profile pics and stuff, and then you could play as your avatar. Like you had that that av your avatar was in the game. Yeah, I didn't know that was like the, the like one of the first ones. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure it was because I, I I geeked out hard on that because back then the dumbest stuff excited me because it was all new to me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like looking back, scenes. You know, I, I didn't get a ton on that. I didn't. I actually didn't own a 360 or an Xbox One. So the Xbox Series X is the first Xbox oh. I've ever owned. So I was, to round back, I was looking through Doom Eternal's achievements. So um, I saw the one that you were talking about. And it's performed 33 unique glory kills in a single save slot. And that's the one that's worth 33 that you talked about. 
yeah. to balance that out is one it's where like, 67 is called uh and it, it's called magic nu- or it's a magic number kills yeah. 666 demons excluding player demons and wolves yeah so it seems like it's actually pretty doable to pretty balance doable. that out yeah, yeah. it seems like that's the only case to all right so that i would put that on par with like the um the sunset overdrive not as creative though no nowhere near <laughs> no but yeah, um, I mean, looking back, do you guys have any games way back, you know, from when you created yours that you're like, oh yeah, that's that's weird that that's like one of the first like one or two games that I got trophies in. I remember A Kingdom for Catholics because um, uh, Ian, who I do, you know, who runs uh, the Bad Assets uh, Bunkers and Badass podcast with us and uh, um, fun the Fun Balance podcast with me. Uh, I don't remember if it was his Xbox or our friend Claire's. We always used to all hang out. And um, I remember it was like early morning. I woke up before everybody else, you know, still like fr- like freshman year or something like that. And I, I was like, oh, what's that? And I just played a kingdom for Kefling. So I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that's on their Xbox. That's where I created my account. And... Yeah, it was just the the first silly thing that I the first game that I saw um, that I was like, that's different. Let's check that out. I could it, probably guarantee that mine was probably either like Halo Three or Call of Duty Modern Warfare because I didn't get mine uh, three sixty until like two thousand eight, I think. Yeah, those are actually those two games: Halo Three and Modern Warfare Two. Um, that Modern is, Warfare One. Modern Warfare 2 is my second one, and then Uh, Halo 3 is my third one. Oh, okay. I'm trying to look back at, like, my first PS3 game, even, because it was so long ago. Um, Because I can't look at my first achievement. That was an old gamer tag that I axed years ago for Mm -hmm. um, capitalist reasons. Um, But if I go to the PlayStation app and just scroll all the way down, because you can't view them online anymore, you have to use the app to see them. Um, I feel like the bottom of my list is where it's going to show the things I played like way back then. Like it's not, it can't even be in order back then. Because I know I didn't play the games like this, but like it's random little indie games and stuff. Even way back then, like Labyrinth Legends. but I, I really do think that like Uncharted is the first that I actually sat down and really started playing on a PS3 and started getting trophies on. Yeah, that but, was my fifth, actually. Um, that one was really early. I remember the slew of trophies when they came out. My first one was Dead Space. Mm. Um, and then it was um, Sean White Snowboarding, Mortal Kombat versus DCU, and Prince of Persia, the one with the poppy shell- cell shade. That was right. that, that was my first that was my first few, um, and I was like, yeah, no, I remember that time because I think at that time, I was also doing the uh, GameFly thing, not to you know max out trophies or whatever, but you know just to try out a bunch of different stuff because, I don't know, I was younger and talked my parent into it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like I've got a ton of games going through my list where I have like a little bit of something here and there, but no like platinums or anything crazy i've got one game that it shows that i 100 percented like got all the trophies but it didn't have a platinum which was frustrating 
um, looking yeah. back on it. But back then I wasn't playing the games for those reasons, so it was fine. It's actually kind of cool to go back and look and realize I got everything in that game. Um, but it, and it took until the PS5 launch for me to get my first Platinum because I just didn't care enough. And that um, was Astros, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Astros Playroom was like still probably my favorite gaming achievement. Like that game was just so fun. Um, but I I was specifically avoiding getting platinums and, and going for trophies on a lot of games yeah. because I felt like I was taking away from the game for me to do that. Um, and I think that's my biggest argument with some of them is if they're there and I feel wait I feel too compelled to do it. It's changing how I'm going to play that game. That's and that's fair. It's a weird like it's a weird stressor because I feel bad for developers being in the middle of something like that. Like they'll because start designing probably... a game. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say they'll start designing a game one way, and then suddenly someone else will start mentioning achievements or trophies or whatever, and then they're like, "Oh, wouldn't it be crazy if you had to do this to get this? Or what if you had to do this to get this one?" And then suddenly you've got people playing the game not at all how they were originally planning to have someone play it. Well, counterpoint to that could be also that their implementation of achievements is also there to help guide players to like see things that they normally might have actually missed or something like that. Like think of it like any open world exploration games or something like that. And there have been achievements to like, hey, go and find I don't know. Uh, this plate, you know, this random island with this random, I don't know, thing, and it ends up being like uh, an Easter egg for a previous game that they worked on or something oh, like that. Some like that I get. There's some like yeah. that that I, that's an awesome idea. But there are also, like, some achievements or trophies that are just unfair, that oh, are yeah. just ridiculous, that are that. like... Like, if I want to go back, like, not even to dive super into it, because there are a lot of achievements out there that are hard to get. Um, there are a lot that are impossible to get now, because there are so many that were tied to online servers. Like, exactly. Um, like, you'll never be able to go back and get all of the achievements or the trophies and stuff in, in Evolve. Yep. Like, there are some that you just, you literally can't. You missed your chance. Or Rainbow Six, Com Vegas 1 and 2. Yeah, I think there were some that were tied to the uh, leaderboards in those I'm yeah. actually looking at mine right now for um, Skate 2, and I never got um, successfully complete all online free skate activities with your creative skater, and I never got Achieve Legend rank online, and that's the only two things keeping me away from the platform. Yeah, well, there's those two, and then I there, man, there's at least one or two games out there, and I cannot remember what they were, where... Your, the the trophy standing um, is still leaderboard based, but like even with leaderboard still active, it's it's near, it's impossible to do it because it was always like you know rank number one, and then someone else will beat that score, and then they'll rank one, and then someone else will beat that score, and then rank one globally, and it just sets a higher and higher and higher threshold over time. Mm -hmm. So like so there are some achievements that are very time sensitive that you you. Have have to be one of the first people to get it or it's going to severely decrease the likelihood that you're going to be able to get it when it's tied to an online aspect like that um, which is it's un, it's 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 poor planning like it's it's really just unfair and poor planning at that point because it gets to a point where no matter how much work you do 
you're not going to be able to do it. it it's just not possible and um, i think there's different approaches to it you know like for single player that's why i said for single player games i usually don't even look at them at first i just I, I ignore the trophies i just play i watch them pop i'll check them out as they pop up or whatever um but it won't be until the end of the game where I'm like, okay, cool. It's kind of like a, is this worth my time kind of thing. You know, it's almost like scoring a game. Um, you know, okay, cool. How much did I enjoy my experience? What kind of experience, or what do I have left? What kind of experience is that going to create? Is this for... worth 100%ing as like, you know, this is awesome. Yes, I will spend the extra time to see just that little bit more. Right, right. I'm trying to think of some games that were really good with that. Um, you know, I think I think um, the uh, new the newest God of War was really good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a good time through my first playthrough. The second playthrough, um, I, I think I also had a good time, and it didn't get serious until you got to those Valkyries, and it wasn't even <laughs> the first few valkyries it was the last valkyrie none of the other valkyries were hard it was that very last valkyrie that beat my ass for over a week Uh, it wasn't even a fight like in the beginning that valkyrie was just destroying me in like instantly and it wasn't until i was like oh cool you know maybe i can and then it became you know like i'll dodge over here okay cool it it missed oh now i'm dead Okay, cool. I'll dodge over here and try something else. Um, And, you know, just kind of creating that. It kind of is like like a Dark Soul. Like a a Souls boss is what it really is. What it really was. Um, Because the game went from, like, a 2 on the difficulty scale to, like, 11. Immediately. Just in, in... From one... Like, there was no, like, easing into that it was just easy impossible and that one's up there for me i think that one might be up there for like one of the like if we were to start talking about like hard fought achievements and trophies you know something that you're kind of proud of that you ended up doing um i I know i know it's not like incredibly impressive but i remember that one being pretty difficult yeah, I don't. I don't think I have any that like. Obviously, I only have the one platinum, and I was very proud to make that my first platinum because it was something I did genuinely enjoy so much with Astro's Playroom. It was just, as I've said many times, and you guys, you guys have experienced the game too. Like beginning to end, it's just fun. Um, and they you did didn't, a, you didn't have to go out of your way. That yeah, was uh, that to, was the key. You didn't have game. to go out of your way because the game rewarded you for literally what you were already doing, which was that it, it brought back that sense of wonder that I had as a kid playing like PS1 and PS2 games. It brought that back in such a new way that I felt like I was a kid again. I felt like I was just exploring and I saw something cute and I was like, I have to go look at that closer. And that would unlock things. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if I can hit this with my little bow and arrow that I have. And I could, and it would do something else. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, it, it's one of the first times I sat down and just enjoyed something beginning to end. And then I told myself, like, I looked, I was like, I'm going to get this platinum. This is one that I want. 
and nothing was really out of my way. I had to like replay a couple sessions or sections for like best times, but that was really about it. And even then it was easy. Like it didn't rely on anything external. I was able to plow right through it without even trying that hard. And I got that platinum and it's the only one I have and I can die happy if that's the only one I ever get. You see, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There are some people that go out there and they knock out those like really, really easy platinums. Brian, I feel like you've got a few of them. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My man. <laughs> um, and a lot of them would be the Lego games. Okay, but there is a little bit... Yeah, they're easy, but yeah. they make you go back and do some grindy stuff. Uh, a little bit. I mean, I'm looking at... Uh, I'm at my Xbox Achievements page, and like the oldest 100% I have on there and the way that like they list this out in order is like what the order of like last achievement unlocked for a game and stuff like that so it's not necessarily the first achievement that you did otherwise that would be like either it'd be Master Chief Collection then followed up by uh, Sunset Overdrive um, with this account I should say but the Lego Movie Video Game is the oldest 100% on my Xbox account Hey, you wonderful listeners, you. It's Johnny. Do me a favor. Go like the podcast. I don't care if it's Spotify or, like, Apple or whatever. Just go uh, go throw a couple likes in there. Support, subscribe, all that fun stuff. See if you can get some other people to listen to us, too. We would like to uh, annoy a few more of you, if that's possible. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. See, yeah, I'm I'm thinking of like uh, like the Lego Marvel superheroes game. It was oh a my PS4 God. The launch. Lego Marvel superheroes game was one of the most fantastic games to come out that generation. The, I still I will die on that hill. The, I the trophies, in, the trophies though were you know like some of them yeah. you had to like go out of your way. Like it wasn't uh, exactly easy and straightforward as like I imagine some of the others. It wasn't that bad. God, I still, and I, and this is slightly related to you guys and stuff like that, especially given the fact that, like, I, um, bought my PS4 from you guys, um, let's see here, on the PlayStation side, I didn't have a PlayStation account until the PlayStation 4, so, like, my PlayStation trophy collection started the day one of PlayStation 4, and the oldest 100% on there is Contrast, but, like, See, Killzone, Shadowfall, Battlefield 4, and Assassin's Creed Black Flag were the first three games I bought. And I hated Battlefield 4, and I traded that back into you guys and got Lego Marvel Super Heroes. And I 100%ed that and never looked back. Nice. It is fun to look... Like, I'm looking at my Xbox achievements, and I mentioned, you know, my top three. Um, Following that, it was like uh, a Raw vs. Smackdown game, Fable 2... Age of Empires Online, and then a hard stop. Yeah. It's just dead forever. And oh, then I got... I, and then on PC, when they started, uh, you know, doing the, like, Xbox games to PC for, like, I think Game Pass or whatever. Um, yeah. The first game I picked up was uh, Ruiner. Um, and then the other one was Forza Horizon 4. So, so it's, I... like, such a, such a big jump. Like... I picked up Thomas Was Alone because I heard A, it was a good game, but also B, it was an easy 100%. And that was one of my, another early 100% games on my Xbox account. 
Uh, Far Cry 4, Walking Dead Season 1 and 2, Child of Light, those are all 100%ed. Yeah, let's see here. I know my first my first platinum was a game I played. I played it a lot, a lot, and it's funny to look at the the score because it's a platinum, but it says yeah. I only have sixty one percent because they didn't compartmentalize the DLC trophies like they do, like they typically do with modern games. Right. Um, but it's Fallout Three. Huh. Yeah, I made sure I was like I. I love what I'm doing here. I want to make sure I'm getting 100% of everything. And boy, did I love that game. Fallout 3 was top tier. tier Contrast would have been... Should have been a platinum, but they didn't offer a platinum trophy with that game. So Knack was my first platinum trophy. Nice. Our lord and savior, Knack. (laughs) Oh yeah, and looking back at games that don't have Platinums, I love that I have 100% of Apex Legend trophies. <laughs> oh my god. No Platinum. Thanks everyone, thanks for coming. Yeah, that's the that's the other weird divider. Like, on Xbox, you can get all the achievements, be at 100%, and be like, alright, sweet. Um, but PlayStation, you can do the same thing and be like, yeah, you don't get a Platinum for this though. It's like, what the fuck, it's still a game. <laughs> Yeah. But here's the flip side to it. If that game gets DLC, there goes your 100%. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. They, still added, they still add additional trophies to um, to a lot of the PlayStation games, too. It's just a matter right. of, like, that core game as intended. Like, boom, there it is. Done. It's I, such a weird It's such a weird cycle, though. Like, I, I get yeah. it. It's why like, I don't get... That's why I don't get hung up on the, the percentage. It's like... When I finished Fallout 3, I was at 100%. And then here come the DLCs and just drops, you know, just keeps dropping. Like, in my mind, I'm like, that's fine. Or I'll use, like, the DLC single-player stuff to balance out any multiplayer-based achievements. Like, I know I did that with Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Unity as well. I'm sitting at 1100 for both of those games, and that's because both of them have like multiplayer achievements that I know I'll never be able to get. Yeah, and I think that's fair. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, Johnny, I can look back at my trophy list and I can see on on PlayStation um, what I was doing at this time. Um, so, Oddworld Soulstorm comes out. I got some trophies there. Um, my next one is Resident Evil Zero, and then Resident Evil, and then Resident Evil Three, and then Resident Evil Village. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if we were talking about Resident Evil at that time. I bet. Oh we yeah, were. that was that was a fun one. That was a fun time. I'm actually thinking about picking those guys all up. There's a humble bundle right now for all the Resident Evils for like thirty bucks. It's all but Village, but Village is also on sale right now for like twenty half the time on PC. I kind of just want to put those all on my Steam Deck and run around with them. So I'm really nice. really tempted. Yeah. Um, Here, here's an interesting uh, thing. On Xbox, the Spyro Reignited trilogy is like kept as it's like a full three thousand of three thousand for a hundred percent. But on PlayStation, each remastered game is counted as its own separate platinum trophy. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. That's interesting. And have I have I hundred percented both on both pla- uh, on both platforms? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> so I'm right now. I'm currently 
um, since I'm trying to play through all the Final Fantasy picks or remasters specifically, um, I have been looking at the uh, the achievements on those because they're really not that crazy. A lot of times they sound like they're absolutely crazy, but they're totally just naturally going to happen. Um, and it's some of the milestones like spend so much money in the game, and it's like oh, whoops, <laughs> or uh, fight fight destroy defeat this many enemies or find all the treasure chests and there's some quality of life improvements that came along with the steam releases that made those easier that i can yeah. say like oh i've i've got one chest in this dungeon i missed somehow let me run back and look through it again um and i think that kind of stuff has made a very big difference um i i think that like i i like what playstation did with ps5 as far as accessibility on helping you along the way and kind of showing you what that what extra steps are needed for like that trophy you're trying to get oh for um, sure yeah that was a cool update yeah I, th I think accessibility is probably one of my biggest issues with trophies like oh yeah like trophies and achievements some are just like overwhelmingly difficult i get it get better at the game it's going to happen eventually it's not for everybody it's reliant on like what difficulty setting that's always going to be an age-old argument get good i that's that that is an argument like difficulty settings and stuff i'm it, it is what it is there's right. no winner in that argument but some yes. are just like unfairly unrealistic oh yeah. like if you look at like i think my least favorite achievement of all time and I definitely don't have it, and I never will have it, and I hate it, but it was the Rock Band 2 Bladder of Steel achievement. Okay. That, yeah. that required that you to complete all 84 songs in Endless Set List 2 without failing a single one of them or pausing it once. That's That sounds like something... That is a that, that is a physically demanding feat, right? That should, it says it should take roughly over six hours to accomplish. Of, and let's be okay. honest here. Like this is Rock Band. This isn't you playing with a controller for a right. sixty-hour session straight. This is Rock Band for six hours. Yeah. So if you have any kind of physical disability, or if you have the fact that it's bladder of steel, if you have any kind of like disability at all, like if you have IBS, or if you just have like bladder problems, or if you have arthritis, you literally can't do this. Like, what you do is, is you set your drum kit up in front of the toilet. Like you literally just, no, that is exactly. <laughs> like I mean, it just, I, I would recommend just you know well, having like, ha like having friends hang out. Like, hey, come out, hang out for the afternoon. We'll play some rock band or whatever, and just what, and just like control. pass a guitar. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's only one guitar, and you're just passing between each other and stuff like that as it's going on. Yep. But yeah, even you then, that, to, you, like, and you have you, to be able to do it without missing anything, right? No, I'm on your side for that, especially for that. That's an egregious one to do. Yeah, they like really so there. Not think of. There are some that are cool. Like there are some other wild ones. Like that one's clearly like extremely difficult for that reason. Like it's unfair. Right. Like some people literally aren't going to be capable of ever getting that, no well, matter how much. That's because that's not even a skill one. That is a can my body do this? One? Right. Yeah, there's an actual physical demand to that and stuff like that. Essentially, you're being asked to perform a six-hour concert. Yeah, but then yeah. you get hit with, like, the Stanley Parable with their go-outside achievement, and it's like, uh, what? What was that one <laughs> like, again? Um, we just couldn't play the game for five years? Oh, shit, yeah. No, I remember that one. 
yeah, the Stanley parable had to go outside of G-Mint. Um, and it's like you play the game and you can do all kinds of other stuff. You can beat the game because Stanley Parable is a quick enough game to be able to get through. Mm-hmm. But there's one achievement that is just called go outside. And to unlock it, you have to not boot the game up for five years. And then boot it up. Yeah. Fun. So I remember Dumb, a few fun. years ago when the first like article I saw about it happened where somebody was like, I had to see if it was real. I had to see if it was real. And after five years, the person finally like booted it up and the achievement unlocked and they like lost it. Could you imagine if you like miscounted your days or something? Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. being yeah. at like That'd be a nightmare? one day short of the full five years and then booting it up to play only to realize you looked at your calendar wrong because fucking leap year kicked in or something. See, that's the kind of shit that, that stresses me out with just uh, just numbers in general and dates. Like, if there is something like that where it's like I have to wait a predetermined amount of time, I'll Bro, wait I'm waiting an that extra, long. I'll wait week. an extra week. Yeah, yeah. Every, every time. Like, I'm waiting that long. It's like the opposite of the milk getting ready to go bad in the fridge. It's like, bro, I know that this is good, like, right now, but I'm going to give it more time. It's like letting your jello set in the fridge. Like, I know it should be ready. It's been three hours, but I'm going to give it two more. Right. Like, right. Like, they're just, there are some ridiculous ones, and, like, some achievements are, like, hard just to be hard. Um, some are really just a test of your reflexes that are never going to happen. Um, but you can like make it fun to see how far you can get into it. Like, you know, games where like you have like instant kill mechanics, like the evil within, if you play on the wrong difficulty setting, something so much as sneezes at you and you die. Um, getting through that entire game with one hit kills being active is insane. Um, but most recently a real life achievement happened because a Twitch streamer, a random content creator said, hey, if you can beat, what was it, Halo 2 on the hardest difficulty possible without dying, you'll get $10,000 and someone actually did it. Jesus. Go figure. Like someone pulled it off. They got ten grand just for like, I think it was ten grand. It was like a ridiculous amount of money just to beat like Halo 2. But it was also on like the hardest difficulty. (laughs) It is fun to just kind of roll through the internet and see these different places oh, talking about the most difficult, like the hardest trophies. Like oh, it you was see, twenty thousand like, dollars. Oh damn! It was yeah, legendary you, all legendary all skulls on. Yeah, you see some like recurring things for trophies, and I assume it's kind of the same for achievements. But like Super Meat Boy pops up a lot. Yeah. Um, Star Ocean, A Last Hope, I saw that one a few times. Mainly because if you miss, like, one item, it can cause you to play the lengthy game all over again. Yeah. Games like that stress me out. Um, I love huge RPGs. We know that. My problem is things like that, where, like, that's where the whole achievement thing and trophy thing comes in and makes me pissed off. Because I can do... That's also why I do, like, 18 save files. So if I screw up and missed a chest... I only have to go back six hours instead of 16. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at some of them, like, I remember uh, Final Fantasy XII, what was it, the Zodiac Spear. You had, oh, to yeah, open, 
you had to like open yeah. specific chests and leave oh, other yeah. chests unopened. On, on the yeah, on the original PS2 version, um, before the international release hit, like the version we had in the US to get that item, there were specific chest there were five specific chests you could not open in the game, but it didn't tell you. Yeah. You basically literally had to know which chests to not touch. Which leads to me overly judging myself when I'm playing along with a walkthrough for that. Because I'm like, is it, does, do they mean this hallway? Is this the chest? Wait, which door did they, which door did I come in to get here? Which door did they enter in the, in the walkthrough? How do I know this is the right chest? And it, it just got weird. And thankfully, later versions of the game corrected that by saying, no, that's just unfair. Yeah, yeah, they, they realized the error of their ways. But, man, that... I don't know, that game was kind of brutal a little bit with with certain things um, when it came to, like, things that you could look at and be like, oh, that would have been a trophy, like, looking back at it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it definitely would have. And I think that it's... It's one of those things where, like, it went from bragging rights back on, like, you know, PS2 and stuff like that to be able to say, oh, man, I totally did this thing. And then nowadays it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I did this thing, but I got that. So it's, it's I feel like it takes... I mean, that final, really, that final like, um, hunt, I think is what they were called on 12, whereas, like, you, you had to, um, you got contracts to hunt. Like, yeah. Certain, that final one was a monster. Most were, most were. I mean, it was. I remember setting. <laughs> I remember one of my friends. We were um, back in the day. You used to lug your TV over to your friend's house to God. play whatever. And we were. Is it weird to kindness those days? Ah, me too. Like yeah, nowadays, it's too I, easy. Well, like I think about like in terms of like uh, why I think I enjoy like the size of the series s so much because like in a sense like you could almost rekindle those kinds of days because sure. of just how portable friendly that is and the fact that our tvs are now flat and not giant crts oh yeah just a lot of us have bad backs from carrying those big crt tvs oh <laughs> like mine um, was massive it was like a 28 inch tv that weighed like 200 pounds or remember how monitors used to be too yeah, yeah. All right, so here's here's one for you, Brian. Um, right. You you mentioned like Easter eggs and stuff in achievements, uh, trophies mm -hmm. and achievements have being like really neat little Easter eggs that are like, oh, I, you went outside the box and did this thing that was just weird and crazy enough to be done. So here you go, here's your reward. Um, Half Life Two Episode Two from the Orange Box. Um, if you ever played, have you first of all have you played the Orange Box? Because if not, why? Um, you definitely should. Um, but if you have, did you ever get the little Rocket Man achievement? No, I only played uh, Portal as like standalone. I never got like the orange box and stuff like that. All right. So first of all, the next time that goes on sale, you have to get it. You're legally obligated um, because Maybe. it's the orange box and our logo is orange. So, um, <laughs> okay. I mean, in logic like that, I guess I can't fight it. <laughs> in Half-Life 2 Episode 2, um, you can get Little Rocket Man, and it's a goofy achievement because the, the way it's described is this achievement is a paradox because while it might fit the bill of being masochistic, it's also strangely fun. Um, in Half-Life 2 Episode 2, you have to find a secret hidden garden gnome, 
and carry it through the entire game. That's left for dead. Eventually placing it in a rocket and launching it into space, while you could place a little ceramic fellow down so you could wield a gun in tough situation, uh, it's rough because if you set him down, you could forget he's there. Or if you drive away too fast, he can just fly off the back of your dune buggy because you have like vehicles and stuff you have to deal with too. So you literally right. have to carry him from the beginning to the end as a ridiculous escort mission just to fire him off into space to get one dumb little achievement. That's um, hilarious. Because you can totally lose it and have to start the game all over. Not that that would be hard because the Half-Life games are phenomenal first-person shooters. So, Yeah, no, that's... And honestly, well, granted, it was also like a Steam game too. Um, but like they had the same thing with, uh, I think it was Left 4 Dead 2. You had to carry a garden gnome from the beginning of one, not just like chapter of the campaign, but throughout the entire entire campaign so you had one person designated as the gnome holder and all they could do was basically use the gnome and bash back enemies and everyone else would have to protect that one person if you wanted to get that achievement and uh yeah no so obviously it's either they got from that or vice versa and stuff like that oh yeah but it was still valve so it was definitely still valve and that was obviously like them just sharing that reaction back and forth but i think what makes it so cool with half-life 2 is that it's it's a single player game that's literally just you um you have to use your little gravity gun to like pick it up and carry it around or you can just like pick it up and move it period um Mm -hmm. because you can still pick items up in it but it's it's just it's ridiculous levels of ingenuity that come into it just to reward you for something stupid and I, I love dumb little gimmicks like that so much. That one well, always reminded me of um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, where you have to carry the, oh, yeah, the, the chalice. chalice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I hated that game so much. Yeah. <laughs> the game was the I, worst. I loved that game on GameCube because you could plug in your Game Boy Advance and everyone had a different map. I thought that was, like, super, super... Oh, that was, um, it was really cool. Like, inventive. Well, it kind of leads into a little bit of, like, a good thing that achievements can be used for is, like, a way to entice players to try a different technique with their gameplay or something like that. Oh, for sure. Uh, and, and it's, like, it can be a way of, like, all right, more than likely they'll play in this manner of fashion. Why don't you try this button combination or this series of movements or something like that and see if this works better for you? Yeah. Like, they're... Yeah. No, it's it's cool. I like that they do that. Like that is one of the things they definitely do and can definitely help with. Um, I think some of the, I I do think some of the cop out achievements of like, obviously they're mostly MMO ones, but they're get this class to max level and this class to max level and this class to max level. I'm like, bro, no. Let me get one to max level. And we'll then give me a, a di- and then give me a different one for all to max level if I have to, but don't give me like one for each individual because there in the end if I'm gonna get the all I'm gonna get this anyway like right where some just feel redundant and they're just kind of there to fill gaps, um, so there's definitely like a good and a bad way to handle it. Um, I kind of wish there was a way that you could just delete some from your history, like just throw those trophies out, throw the entire shelf away. I know that on I Xbox, was. it's not that uh, you can throw out 
ones that have trophies, but it, like, say you boot up a game and you haven't earned any trophies, you can like hide or eliminate it or something like that. Yeah, you can do that for ones where you haven't gotten anything, but I wish yeah. that I could just go back and be like, uh, no, I regret that I put this much time into this game. I want these out of my entire history now. Like, I wish right. there was an option for you to go through and just purge them. Um, you know, just like if you were, just like in real life, if you were, like, uh, if you played baseball all through high school because you were forced into it because your parents were awful and that's all they wanted of you, but that wasn't your goal and your dream in life. Like, when you get older and you graduate out and move away, you can just destroy those trophies and throw them away and never look back. Like, I wish I could do the same thing for some of my video game achievements and trophies. Sound like any repressed memories at all, right there. <laughs> I just want to be like, nope, don't want this, don't want this here anymore. I regret spending 32 hours on this game. Gone. Scrap it. Yeah, it, that's the thing that always bums me out. I was looking at Red Dead Redemption 2, and I'm like, ooh, I could go back and play that. Like, that, that one was a lot of fun. But then I start looking at the trophies and I'm like okay doable 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 online god damn it and like half of the trophy list is online yeah and that's come on I, I think that's one of my gripes is that like when they do like when they do online achievements or trophies but it's like it's things that don't make sense like beyond the like reach level 5 in multiplayer rank or reach level 20 or something like that or you know just the basics you can that's fine to have an achievement for but like when it gets into like there was a really bad one and give me a second to look it up but uh in battlefield 4 i remember doing this and it probably was part of the reason why i was not a fan of the game well that and also i just didn't like the game i just thought it was kind of bad but i'll yeah. There's a multiplayer one for that. And and that's like, I'm just like, I know Rockstar is like notorious with it. And I'm just like, ju you have such a big single player and then such a big multiplayer aspect. Just separate them. As soon as you boot up the single player, perfect. There we go. Single player trophy started. And then as soon as you switch over to multiplayer online, new list populated. It's not even hard. You know? Well, I would even go as far as to say is like beyond like uh, reaching like a certain rank or something like that. Um, is there really a need a lot of the times with multiplayer? Because a lot of those times, like the wins and the unlocking of like uh, weapons or whatever in the multiplayer app, you know, assets and stuff like that are kind of their own reward system. So, what need is there to have like? as intricate or obscure achievements for multiplayer as you might find in single player, especially when a lot of the variables are well within outside your realm of control to be able to be able to do anything off of, especially if it's like dependent on another online player doing something specific for then you to do something specific. Yeah, it I think for me in my mind I'm just like I don't want to limit anybody. You know, I like, there's not, like, an online game that I play 100% all the time. And if there was, I assume I would be a little enticed by trophies. It would be nice, you know, to yeah. every once in a while. <clears throat> you know, I don't know, playing the game for, you know, like, a year straight and then 
getting a trophy and you see it's like an accumulative trophy of something you've been doing the whole time. I imagine that's, you know, pretty nice. Um, so, I found the Battlefield I just, trophies. Yeah, I just don't want to take that away. I didn't, I, yeah. when I think about it, I'm like, just create two separate things, you know. I, I, I wouldn't want to take anything from anybody. Um, but, you know, I also want to enjoy my experience. Right. So, Battlefield's like, they didn't have a lot of multiplayer achievements. They only had, I think, five, really. And it was like, turn around, perform five dog tag kills in multiplayer. That's, if you play that um, game variant, that's, you know, that's a pretty standard one that you can do. Sure. Went around of each game mode. All right, that's that's pretty Pretty fun. easy. Deliver five bombs in obliteration. All right. Reach rank 25. All right. And then the fifth one is perform 45 kills with the M1911 handgun in multiplayer. This is a battlefield game where you're dealing with tanks and helicopters and stuff like that, and you're supposed to try to grind out 45 kills with the most basic handgun that is available for you. <laughs> While everyone else is utilizing combat rifles, sniper rifles, yeah. It's really, yeah, that one really seems like a, like a longevity thing, you know? Hey, I please play that. our game forever. You know, those one-off pistol kills that you get. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you get it. Yeah, I mean, that one was probably designed around the basis of, like, more than likely, this is more of, oh, you know, uh, when they run out of one, switch to the other and just normal play, but, like, that's not really how people played those games and stuff like that. Sure. I know. Yeah. Well, there's... I would say there's, there's that, or there's also, like there are the people that will play something just for the challenge and they'll be like, no, I'm this good. I'm just going to pistol this entire map. Um, right. Yep, there is that as well. But then I was, I, I would also bring up the the community aspect that achievements and trophies really brought to the game in some different levels um, because there are those entire, like, well, now there's, like, discords. There are those entire different forums, different services, different websites people go to. It's, you know, there are different LFGs that are... Mm -hmm designed around getting certain achievements, getting certain trophies for certain games. You I know, to I be able to... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, to be able to jump in and say, like, hey, me and a bunch of friends still need this trophy. Do you guys want to all go in on a, go in together and, and just, just do this? Um, or say, and, like, if a game has, like, co-op trophies and normal, you know that most of your normal friends won't play that or something like that, that's a way to be able to get people to play co-op with you. Yeah, like there are tons of like I've seen tons of videos where people even on the PvP stuff are just like, "Hey man, I'm working on this trophy." Oh, cool. Yeah, take me out. And then just like respawn, runs back to the guy. All right, do it again. All right, I respawn, think, runs back to the guy, do it again. I think that's how uh some people got the um the Hayabusa Yeah, I think it's the Hayabusa armor in Halo 3. Uh, you had to get a thousand gamer score in Halo Three, and uh, there were some multiplayer achievements that were really bad. Um, it there was one. It was to get a double kill with a Spartan laser in free for all, and that may have been doable if you're doing like maybe a team match or something, and you're using a Spartan laser with two people in like a warhog or a mongoose. But in free-for-all, 
you have to have be able to set it up so that way you can get two people who are like fighting each other and then you pull it out and manage to pull it off just in the right line to be able to get those and I think what a lot of people would end up doing uh, in those early times is that it, it, in like the lobby chat is like hey do you guys mind if I get this blazer kill you guys can just uh, free kill me whatever but uh, if two of you could just hop on the mongoose and that's just like how they would get that taken care of there was another really bad one in Halo 3 multiplayer, and I can't remember what that one was. Oh, well. Like, the achievements and trophies have been cool. They've been... They've had their ups and downs, as we see, as we've talked about here, plenty. Um, yeah. Oh, we can wins, just keep going on. on this. Big misses. Oh, yeah, we could talk for hours on, like, just how long you took trying to get one or how awesome it felt when you discovered what one was. Yeah. Um, but like I said earlier, Nintendo is still like the only company that hasn't gotten behind it. Um, and I don't know, how do you guys feel? Do you guys think that, do you guys still feel like that's cool, I think that's good? Or do you think that they, are you part of the crowd that says, oh damn it, they need to add those. I'm tired of them not having them. I think um, when when Breath of the Wild came out, I really appreciated not having achievements for that game. Uh, just because it encouraged you to just kind of go at it at your own pace and just discover whatever at will. There was nothing embedded in the game to point you in uh, a direction beyond like the quest lines and stuff like that. Uh, so you were kind of like free to discover a lot of the little puzzles and stuff like that on your own. And there really wasn't a direction when you wanted to get into like some of the smaller stuff that you could have done. It was just you—you you were just allowed to do whatever, and there wasn't anything there to, you know, tell you otherwise. And I think I appreciated that. So I—I I think I'm on the other side of the fence. Um, I, I think I, I think it would be nice to have that as an option. Um, and I think it's one of the pieces uh, of several little things um, as to why the Nintendo, like, Nintendo gaming isn't as strong as gaming in other... I mean, I, I, I love Nintendo. I buy all of their products. But I haven't touched the Switch in probably six months. Nice. And I feel like it's there, there are several things. Their online community, you know, lack of certain support, and, you know, all these different building blocks. And I do think that as an option kind of leads to them being a little, like, tone deaf on the way that the industry is trending. I realize that they think that they're the industry trendsetter. Um, but, you know when you hit the the Wii as successful as it was and then the flop of the Wii U and then you, you're sticking to handheld the, the 3DS for as long as you did or the DS as long as you did you're at some point you have to realize you're not the industry standard anymore you're not the trendsetter that you used to be um, and I, I think that's one of the things that just kind of leads me to to think that when i think of nintendo as much as i'm a nintendo fan so do you think that like maybe with 
the success of the Switch in its current state might actually be detrimental to Nintendo going forward as far as adapting to what is the modern expectations for video games. I think it's needed, but absolutely, yeah. Um, no, I mean, like in its current state, like obviously they're, you know, they're Nintendo Online. It's there, but it's it is what it is, and it doesn't seem like they're (laughs) well to an extent. And but they're not; they don't really have any plans to do it. But yet, there's like is still one of the best selling consoles on in video game history. So financially, they're being told hey you guys are doing great keep doing what you're doing here and do you think that it, that might be setting up uh, for whatever the next console that Nintendo decides to release for failure if they continue along with what the financial trend is saying here even though the um, everyone else is moving in one direction Nintendo moves to their own beat you think that they're setting them up to uh, have another Wii U situation I don't know about a Wii U situation. I think they see the writing on the wall. And it's what gets them in that trouble is when they try to branch out and try something crazy. Like big and crazy. Mm-hmm. The the Switch I don't think was I don't think the Switch was really crazy. Um I think it's the not- Switch was I think the Switch was the idea of let's try to merge kind of this home console and and uh, handheld, um, right? Amazing idea, but again, even that idea is just detrimental to getting us to be able to play the games that we want to play the game. That's what I mean. That's what I'm going talking about here. So yeah, they're getting the thumbs up. All these numbers are incredibly positive, and it's going to continue until that change happens. I'm I'm going to continue to probably buy the system for things that I'm I can't play anywhere else because I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm going to not touch it for six months at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, not because great. I've been doing the same exact thing. Like the last time I turned on the switch was probably in may when my brother and his family were over and we played mario kart together and then before that it it'd been months since i turned that on and i like there's there's good stuff that's coming out but like there's other things i'm more interested in playing that's more widely available on other consoles that will look and feel and play better because of the hardware limitations the switch has and now, I, again, I don't think trophies are like, oh, you know, if they add trophies or achievements to their game, it's going to fix all the problems. It's like, mm, could they even add that to their online? Like, is their online uh, strong enough to handle that? Because, I don't know. I mean... I mean, PlayStation had launched the PS3 without trophies and then added it into their accounts. So, theoretically, Nintendo could be able to do that uh, would pre-existing games that weren't created with the idea of whether a Nintendo achievement slash trophy would be able to like retro retroactively create it? I don't think so, but that would be have to some. That would have to be something that they would probably have to do going forward. I mean, there might be things yeah. that they could do push updates at least for their first party titles. The third party titles, I doubt that any of the developers would want to go back in. Uh, add that in 
Yeah, it would have so. to be the remake remaster situation that we see so often with like newer newer games. Like <clears throat> like looking back, I'm like, yeah, some of the games that I had played previously didn't have trophies, but I know I played them and now I see that they have trophies and I'm sitting at 0%. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, Breath of the Wild, you could probably implement trophies pretty easily with that. I mean, there was probably things that you can gauge in there that it should be easy to track, like, how many of um, Hetsu's uh, seeds did you collect? Or have you gotten to all of the, um, the... All the shrines or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, all the different shrines, or um, did you take out Ganon and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, one for each of the four areas and ganon and yeah, yeah. Mean, the you can even do it for like all of the cooking you know have you right. explored all the recipes fill out the so, compendium when it when it comes to the idea of it i think that like that game specifically like breath of the wild is one that i can without a doubt say that i would not have enjoyed nearly as much if it did yeah I mean, um, and, and the reason I say that I, I, I'm on the other side and I would have enjoyed it is because, I mean, you can turn on and off notifications for trophies. It's it, At the end of the day, it's just an option. Oh, I'm, I'm still going to see them, though. That's my problem is they're <laughs> there. I'm going to see them. Um, if they're there, again, my, like, completionist mindset kicks in. And I, I have to be actively trying to do everything for the game if I'm liking the game enough. Right. So even without like being told that I'm getting them, I'm gonna know that I'm getting them. Right. It's like, oh, I, I still I know I still need a shield surf down Mount Lenaru. And that's why I don't I don't look at the trophies or achievements when I go through the game usually the first time. It's very rare that I'll look at it mm -hmm. in the first like play session. I mean and that's always my recommendation. Like, play the game, don't pay attention to it. You know, if you see something that pops up, sure. You know. Click on it. What did I do? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I got it for this. Yeah, easy. <clears throat> and then yes. wait until the end of the game. That's that's always my recommendation. But you know, to each their own. Some you know, some people are like, I buy video games just so I can get the score. You know. So my only problem with like play it once, then go through it again later for those is a game like um, Infamous Second Son, for example. I, you know, you have different trophies depending on if you're playing good or if you're playing bad. Um, different at everything on how that stuff's done. And I was going for trophy hunting on that game like crazy. And I got a lot on my good playthrough. Um, but because of the fact that there were some that I needed to do on my bad playthrough, I immediately flipped, the, I flipped it, went to the bad playthrough, and just got bored with the game way too quick because I had just beaten it. So that was one where... I wanted to do it really bad, and I just couldn't. I, I couldn't make myself play the game a second time. Um, and, and I, I also, did. I was the one. I, I was the kind of person who went back, played it again. I think I played it three times. Ultimately, I didn't get. I didn't give myself a break. I think was the problem. Like the credits rolled on my good playthrough, and I instantly started my bad playthrough. Like same day. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I didn't take a breather on it. That probably would have helped me a lot. Um, I I feel like. I feel like if I were playing a game and like I've turned notifications off on mine now because I try to stream a lot more and that means I don't have all those pop-ups and stuff happening on my screen on my PlayStation 5 anymore. So one thing I thought was weird like was neat is while playing through I was playing some Stranger of Paradise and I went back and looked because I was like, "Oh, I I got trophies apparently. What did I do?" Um, 
and, and then if I ever look it up and realize, I think the most upsetting thing is being so close to a trophy and not knowing it, and then looking up something and being like, oh, oh, damn it, I I could have had that within like forty more seconds if I tried. Yeah, like yeah, just that's the price like, you pay. Like it's one of those weird ones like that. Now I. I'm content with Nintendo not having them. I mean, I could see some kind of, like, an award system, even if it were just, like, you completed this game, cool, here you go. Like, a stamp and a passport or something. Like, I feel like Nintendo could pull something like that off, where I don't have to be, like, do this specific thing in the game, do this specific thing in the game, but just, like, hey, you completed this game, get a little stamp on your passport. Like, you have, like, a Nintendo passport that just, like, stamp, stamp, stamp. You beat this game, you get a little Mario stamp on there. You beat this game, you get a Link stamp on there. You beat this game, you get a Samus stamp on there. I could Um, 100% see Nintendo use stamp as their thing, as their achievement slash trophy. That'd be be cool, though. Like, have have, like, a Nintendo passport. It would still show that you did it. It would show that you beat the stuff, but it also wouldn't show that you... It's not telling you that you did something the wrong way, or it's not telling you that you just fell short of doing this thing like everyone else did. It's just, you know, you still play it for you, you enjoy it for your own casual sake, you or your hardcore sake, whatever it is, but sure, some people are going to brag and say, man, my book's like 30 full, and some people are like, dude, look, I got these seven, and I'm so happy with them. And, and, and the, the point of trophies and achievements are to extend the title's longevity, you know? To, to keep people coming back and that's one of the things with Nintendo like I if if like I it's crazy to for me to think about when we got Pokemon Sword and Shield that I put that game down that is insane for me to ever think about because it's exactly it, it's a hundred percent exactly what I wanted when I was playing like Pokemon Yellow it's what I imagined in my mind, you know. It's the things that, you know, your creativity kind of run wild with. And the idea of me going, oh, well, I, I guess I'm done. Like, I, I collected stuff. Um, I have no motivation at, at a certain point to go hunt for, you know, this shiny Pokemon. Or, you know, to, to go do this certain thing. You mean um, to say that you were enticed to come back because of the silent concert from the one gym battle? Yeah, no, I don't need a I don't need a silent <laughs> rave. I, there should have been the a, silent rave where been a someone forgot for to that. give you headphones. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make us pay extra for it <laughs> or download an extra app. Oh my god! Oh man! But <clears throat> I, that, that's I think that's my argument is just it, it could provide some longevity for some people. And for not you know for other people, I, I think they could ignore it. But those people that can't ignore it, yeah, I guess it does create that kind of I don't know that spot where they're like, oh man, now I know it's there, and now it's something I I have to do, and now I feel yeah. like crap because I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's that's my pro- that is literally my problem, and it has been with so many games, and I I hate it, I absolutely hate it. But I also think that is it. I think that it's much more of my like ADHD aspect kicking in, where that means I have to now focus on this one specific thing. I can't just zone out and make this a secondary thing or do something else while I'm doing it. Um, and it's crazy because there are enough like old games 
where I've done the dumbest things ever. Like Final Fantasy IX, the jump rope game in the beginning of the game where you're <laughs> Vivi and you have to do the jump rope thing. I did that. Yeah. I did that phenomenally well when I was younger. I got like some of the super good rewards at that, and now I could never do it. Um, and, and That was hard. It was. It was, it was hard. God, it was damn near impossible. Um, like there is. Go look that up. <laughs> God, God, it was awful. Um, Final Fantasy IX also had the Excalibur two that you could get. Um, that was definitely a subsequent playthrough achievement if you did it because all it did was gave you a ridiculously powerful in-game weapon. It's literally called the Excalibur two. Like you already know, the Excalibur is like the greatest sword ever. They made a second one, okay. But it involved getting to a certain point in the game within so many hours, which meant that you had to completely maximize your your travel ways. You had to make sure that you were skipping as much dialogue as option as as possible without reading anything. You were running away from a bunch of battles to get to that point by then, and still being able to beat bosses. Um, but it's the kind of stuff where now that that stuff gets achievements and stuff tied to it, where I'm just not as like I, I don't want that to be my driving factor in it. I would rather never know that exists than know that I just can't do it. There. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, I, I think that's a, a a great stopping point on our deep dive of achievements. Um, you know, we dove into the backstory, what it means to us, where we've been, what we've done, um, and, and even uh, some interesting. Uh, takes some hotter than others on uh, what could be for uh, the future of video games. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, if you get the chance, um, drop us a follow. Drop us a follow over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, and as well, if you're unaware, um, we are getting everything together. The first episode of Bad Assets, a Bunkers and Bad Assets podcast, uh, is out. You can check that out on YouTube um, and at Badass Pod, uh, Bad Assets Pod uh, on Twitter. Um, and then the first episode of Fun Balanced is out as well. Um, very, very fun, um, unbalanced conversations. Uh, so go check out everything under the Fun Balance umbrella. Um, and uh, as always for Mammoth Games, Inc., I am one of your hosts, Jay. You can find me at Night Swarm. With me this week, we have Johnny. Have a good one. Find him at Johnny Riot. And then as well, Brian. Find me at Major Pie on the socials. Awesome, guys. Thanks for joining us. You're still here? I take it you're waiting for some Marvel-esque after credit scene. Well, I have some bad news and some good news. The bad news is there isn't any more MGI this week. Although, you could go back and listen to our extensive catalog of content. Ah, the good news is you can check out Bad Assets, a Bunkers and Badass podcast. It's like D&D. You know, if you hit it over there with a meat bicycle and it woke up in the Borderlands universe. You can find it on all major podcast services or on YouTube if video is more your speed. As always, thank you for your likes, comments, shares, reviews, subscribes, and thank you 
for listening to the Fun Balance Podcast Network.